Well, hello, Evan. How are you? Uh, doing good. I good. can see you right there, Brian. You could see me all the way across town. Yeah, this is a uh, not a not a COVID uh, podcast. Not yet. Um, we're just separated because our lives got too busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my life got too broken, and Evan's life got too busy. So we have decided to record this one over the internet. The yeah. magic of the internet for all of you people. Just like we used to in the early days of, uh, was it March of 2020? Is that what we went from about, still is? We did, I think we did about, we did our last recording, I think in April face-to-face. And then we Zoomed it till like, I want to say July or August. Yeah, I know that. Um, I think all I of the, this, that uh, our, all our the, Commander Legends predictions is from like the middle of March. And it was like the day that. We were the last one we did face to face, and yeah. we like spent the whole time being like, "This might be the last podcast yeah. for a while." And then, uh, and then we we did all of the 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 battles of the bands type th- stuff through uh, yeah. Zoom. So this is so, this is a return to that, but only temporarily, unless our yeah. government shuts us down. Yeah, we're on the verge here. Um, we're like, uh, so we're we're in the maritime provinces of uh, of Canada, which is pretty meaningless to anyone. That, in the u.s but there are four <laughs> provinces nova scotia new brunswick and newfoundland and labrador which is one province and prince edward island and at the moment nova scotia is the only one that hasn't fallen yet because pei just went into lockdown yesterday yeah um the other two have collapsed so we're the last sort of the last fortress here uh and we're all just waiting for the day that it collapses yeah we're uh we're 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 holding tight but that's not your guys' problem. Uh, we are EDH Rec, the non-infinite podcast. Uh, well, the, we, we're obviously not infinite. We'll stop at some point. But the podcast <laughs> about non-infinite commander and fine, hating fine on Lab Man effects. Mostly fast as Oracle. Does anyone play Lab Man anymore? I think it's too slow. I was talking to someone about the fact that it's <laughs> like started to trim out of CEDH because it's just not efficient compared to Thassa. Yeah, Thassa's the only one we come across. Like, I actually think for all our complaining, like, I'd be like, oh, you're playing Lab Man. How cute. How, how quaint. Come, jo- come join me. <laughs> like, how, how quaint you are to be playing that beginning of turn effect. <laughs> oh, is it Magic 94? Are you playing Lab Man? <laughs> what are we, back in Innistrad? Um, yeah, so, so. Uh, this week we want to, we have some homework from the Gods episode. We uh, did, we, yep. Definitely did homework about as well as a high school student on this. Uh, yeah. We phoned in, uh, but you'll get our thoughts. Um, and uh, we want to talk about proxies because it's come up a couple times. Uh, we probably can share a couple stories, um, but uh, it's becoming more relevant uh, as the uh, this thing called the reserve list. Yeah, it keeps popping up its ugly head. Which I saw someone online theorizing that they can print it in the worlds beyond reserve list and claim it's not magic <laughs> they <laughs> that'd be awesome if they just printed functional identical cards yeah, time twisters like, in the lord of the rings set or, or like as... like guys cradles just in like 40k yeah the emperor's throne guys it taps for as much man as you have people yeah um <laughs> uh, i thought that was a clever workaround it's definitely not what they're gonna do that would be amazing yeah um but uh, there's a lot of talks of people being like, well, now that cards are just ridiculous. Um, okay. Should, should people so, use proxies again? Before we even jump on the proxy train, 
I want to just point out the stupidity of the fact that the price of Magic has been stupid for like three years. Like those old school cards haven't, they've only gone up, yes, but they were already at a ridiculous price. Yeah, if you like trace it back, like all the yeah. cards are ridiculous only in the last couple of years. Uh, a lot of people just say it's Commander took off. And that, um, that could be fair. But I think financing took off as well. Yeah, people looking at it as an investment, I think, became more of a big thing. Oddly enough, yeah, the, right around the, the time insider of trading, really big, I, uh, really big YouTube channels that push yeah, this that type I, of shit. That my theory is that anytime someone with a big following uh, says like you should buy this card or this card is like super good and you should put it on all your decks, I assume they own fifty copies of it. Oh and yeah, they just no, profit no. when it goes up in price. That it's it, complete insider trading. That's one hundred percent my thought. Or like like. It's <laughs> so I made a comment the other day about one of the podcasts where it's like they always open it with like we're not shills guys, and then they immediately shill. And this is like every time I watch them, they'll be like, "This card's amazing," and then in my head, I just think about all the times they're like, "We're not shills guys." Like, yeah, yeah, I, I try to only shills. recommend like specific, you know, like this card isn't really that great in every situation. Like like Wilt, that's a pretty good card. Um, it's like there naturalized are- with cycling. It's not going to make the price go up because I there, said that. <laughs> there are cards that are staples, and then there are cards that are good. And I would, I, you know, I could probably count on one hand how many staples there are in Magic, like actual, you know, apart from basic land staples. Like, like Gaia's Cradle. Yeah, and like Rhystic staple. Study, straight staple. Uh, <laughs> but like, there maybe ten, maybe ten cards that no matter what deck you're building, you're gonna slap it in there if it's in the color, maybe. Yeah, like that one we saw online that uh, someone had posted, like, these eight cards go in all of my decks, and one was a command tower. I was like, what? so you're not making a colorless deck then, because... <laughs> Obviously, you that... built Kozilek, my friend. Uh... <laughs> no, no card is in every deck, so don't say that. It can go in most decks. Command, sphere, command tower doesn't go in mono decks. No. I mean, it could if you want to be fancy and get a foil one and just to show off. Sure, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I forgot but that. But it shouldn't go in every deck. No, um, but I always find ring people go... It's staple. That people are like, this goes in every deck. It's like, no, no yeah. card goes in every deck. There's just no. a majority. Yeah, sure. O-Ring, pretty solid. Uh, Path to Exile, pretty solid. Path and Swords, those should be in every white deck. There's literally no reason to not run those. So... So related to this, should we uh, should we turn this to po- proxies? Because this kind sure. of relates that to a topic. Sounds here, like a is... great segue for for proxies. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, um, I I'll get it off right now as I uh, as I'll, I'll get eventually get to it. I don't like proxies, um, but mainly because I don't like how people play them. If you want to proxy a path to exile, I'll actually probably not care because um, it's a staple and it's not worth much. Um, and if you proxy it. I don't know why you would, but someone might. Look, um, but if I have you're sort having of a trouble list with like, like what's okay, but yeah, in the in the heart, my heart of hearts, I don't like proxies. No, if you're, you know, if you show up at my place uh, for a friendly game and you pull out a deck and you're like, "Look, man, I didn't have enough money to piece this deck together. I'm missing like Path to Exile and like Phyrexian Arena and a Dragon Skull Summit because you're in Mardu for some stupid reason." Um, <laughs> I would be like, "That's cool." Like, don't sweat it, you know? Yeah, yeah, who like, cares? If you show up and you're like, I uh, I got this Mardu deck and I proxied the uh, white-black duel uh, moat <laughs> and uh, sure. and chains of Mestopheles, I'd be like, get out of my house. Yeah, like, and so, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. So I guess what I'll start with is where 
proxies are probably okay. Yeah. And then where proxies are bad and which is usually how people actually proxy. Yeah. So the first one I would say is allowable. I said, I basically wrote a note that says if it's a five buck card, I'll allow it. Yeah. Like if you're just like, look, even Frexy Arena is like 10 bucks. So, but if it's like a staple and you just haven't got it yet, or, you know, you're like rage against the machine, magic doesn't need my money. Um, go to town. As long as it's like a staple, it's not too much money and you're getting it because everyone plays it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're just a missing out caveat for, some for where I'm reason, going, yeah, like uh, you're if, not putting it in for power level. Is yeah. Where I'm going here. If, if you need a cross and grip, put a cross and grip sure. in your deck, put a forest in and write cross and grip on it. And everybody knows what it is. Yeah. You know, and like most people aren't going to care. Uh, if you're in a tournament, you shouldn't do it. Uh, mainly because you can't really host a tournament. Uh, like an official magic tournament at your uh, local game store can't actually allow proxies. It sort of violates all the rules. Yeah. Um, so they can't allow it. But if you're just at your, your friend's place, then just who cares? You got to feel the room. Some rooms are cool with it and some rooms aren't. Like the, I, there's, a, there's a guy in our local meta who really enjoys proxies. Went out and bought several hundred of them the other day. It's, you know, but feel out the, the feel out the room. Don't just show up and bust out proxies without asking. Yeah, we had it. Um, I don't know if you were there at our actual tournament. We were pretty sure a guy had proxies. Uh, I was about a, a year there, and a half ago. There was um, a guy that I was I was playing against who had uh, who had proxied out a Krenko deck. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That he was there like a month before. Yeah. And he had sort of like a high power Cranko deck, and then he showed up, and it looked like he had put three thousand dollars into his deck, and we couldn't be sure if his sleeves made his cards look dark, or if his cards were the wrong colors, because we didn't look too closely. Um, and we the, all uh, sort of after the tournament, sort of a bunch of us looked at each other, and we're like, Did, "Does anyone able to conclude if those were all proxied?" And there, and no one could one hundred percent be sure. And we all just basically said we'd ask him next time, and he didn't show up again. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he wasn't actually was the, allowed to play proxies, but we we're pretty sure he might be. It was the it. There was a specific card too. It was um. There was a bunch of masterpieces. It was a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say it was one yeah, of like the masterpieces. lens and uh, yeah. gauntlet of power and stuff, and they all didn't quite look right. They yeah. were too dark. So and all you have to do is ask, though. Like all you have to do is is say, guys, I don't have these cards. Do you mind if I proxy them? Because if you want to proxy a masterpiece of like a $5 card or like even a $10 card, then whatever. If you want to, that's fine. Right. Yeah. Like extra planar lens is like a $50 card, but that's a, that's uh, a borderline for me. But I mean, if you want, is, if you want to proxy ornithopter as the, uh, as the masterpiece, go right as the masterpiece, go to town. <laughs> go ahead. The other thing I'm about it too, that I've never, I've never understood about people who proxy is instead of like, like it's so easy to just, why don't you just proxy a card and tell everyone it's an altered art and just make something wacky like looking like, yeah, that's one side of it is. And I know that's another key is, well, that's what magic is cashing in on with Godzilla and the walking dead. And now universes beyond is someone in their team basically said, wait, why aren't we getting all this proxy money? Yeah. This alternate art money. Why are these, <laughs> why are these content creators online getting all this money? when so, you should be getting the money. So I blame all of them for all of uh, if universes beyond is, is as terrible as it could be uh, people aren't really complaining much. So maybe Look, they all have hope I'm crossing my fingers. You already know my plan. 
Uh, is it to buy the reserve list? No, I'm buying all of the space oh, right. <laughs> and I'm building every Warhammer 40k general. Yes, I know. All of my decks uh, are getting broken up and they're being turned into 40k. How's uh, how's playing 40k there, Brian? How's what? <laughs> it's the fact that you don't actually play 40k yet. I don't anymore. I did. Yeah. I played for quite a few years. But for about a year, you've been telling me you're definitely going to buy an army. And then I keep buying. Uh, then I keep buying Magic. Yeah. Well, now you can mix them like Reese's peanut butter. You can get, Eggs. It's the best you of both worlds for me, space man. Space Marines in your magic. Yeah, I need I need them to release a Custodes uh, deck, and then I won't even have to buy 40k ever. You can just put the cards down on the table and just just move them around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my proxy, guys. That's an actual 40k model, Brian. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't shuffle very well. <laughs> it's my general, so it'll just go back to the command zone. Oh my uh, god, that would be so amazing. <laughs> You just like put like gas call fraca as your uh as your, your general, general and just yeah. put it next to your deck and just cast it away It'd be like i flip it to your head like that's yeah, gonna be complicated uh, it's gonna be a rough one uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i uh so proxies that i mean i can understand the appeal you want to play the power cards you want to play the big cards but i i've always felt personally that that's the wrong way to proxy me and you have talked about before outside of here where it kind of raises that power level you know yeah, so that's my, like, sort of, when proxying is wrong, I think, is when you're doing it for power level. If you're just doing it, like, like we talked about, like, Phyrexian Arena, and we talked about Path Exile, I don't really consider those power level. They're more just, like, the, the baseline. Like, yeah. your deck should have those cards. They're staples. Uh, and then we were joking earlier about Guy's Cradle being a staple, but that's just because Weirdos Online will talk about this $1,000 card and call it a staple. Yeah. It's not a staple if not everyone can play it. Um, we've we've talked about like the power level of decks and stuff like that relative to it. We never really touched on like the money aspect to the power level, but like if you're playing at a table with a group of friends, I think you know a relatively powerful deck for a casual environment is like two to four hundred dollars. Well, we already did our pricing a couple of weeks ago, and we priced well. It was <laughs> we're way off, yeah. but that, those were our top decks. Sure. Yes. Most of my decks probably fall in the two to four hundred dollar range. Like my my wife has two decks, and they both probably fall somewhere between two and three fifty. You know? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's fair. So I mean, I think that if you sit down at the table and you have to proxy a card for your two hundred dollar deck, proxy the wheel card. of fortune. Now that's yeah, five hundred dollars. You can't, plus. Pro- you know, but that's not a staple. Cards like that aren't aren't cards oh, that you, you go look just online have. and they will tell you that Wheel of Fortune is a staple. Uh, people online, it's are a staple ridiculous. of Necrozar, except now there's like five other variants. So yeah, well, that would be like saying Time Twister is a staple of. My other problem that with discard, is that people so don't good. ever go out and like a lot. Anyway, I can't say people don't because I do know people who do this, but like the vast majority of the people that I've seen proxy don't ever go get the card. Yes. Yeah, so, so related to this is um, we have a we have a buddy who used to do this. He probably still does, but we can't play as easily anymore. Um, if you own the card, then you can make. If you have one copy of Wheel of Fortune, then go make five proxies and put it in every deck. Yeah, it's kind of annoying that your decks are all the same. But <laughs> go go to town. Uh, we we played with someone who basically had like um, a box, like a box of the all their fifty dollar and higher cards in it. <laughs> yeah. And then just would play proxies. And if you were like, do you really have a metal worker? He'd be like, yeah, yeah. And flip through and be like, here it is. And it's in like a hard plastic coating. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but he had it. That's fine. You, you own it. You just don't want to put it in a sleeve because it's got a ridiculous price. You don't want to put it in your deck. I'm fine with that. 
you technically own it. You could put it in the deck by taking it out of another deck. You just don't want to waste your time. That's fine with me. It's a bit, it's phoning it in, but yeah, sure. I, my problem is then if all your decks run the same cards, then what's the point in having multiple decks? Well, <laughs> I, mean, there, I mean, it's a whole other kettle of fish, uh, synergy versus good stuff. Uh, but well, I've talked about that with like, uh, or I'll, I'll play a deck and I'll be like, this is on the D string of mana bases because yeah. I'll have eight other decks and this is the ninth one I'm playing with and all the good cards are in the other Look, deck. There are arguments to be made about not worrying about who your general is ever. I've watched well, people play decks where their generals didn't matter because they legitimately just had every good card in their colors. Well, I was just playing you recently in uh, Golos versus Golos versus uh, what's the... Sika, Sika, except yeah. the other side, and I kept pointing out every time you guys were playing the exact same cards. Well, I didn't play the exact same cards as that. You had a, you had quite a few. Of them. How <laughs> many nine drop spells did they have, Evan? <laughs> uh, Brian's a Sika deck is uh, a nine drop tribal deck. Yes, it runs two creatures: Grozoth, Grozoth, and uh, Progenitus. Progenitus famously not being a nine drop, but so uh, well he's my protection. <laughs> <laughs> I cast I cast my Isika only on the only on the enchantment side, and I only yeah. have to flip the deck twice to get both creatures out. And importantly, you are proxy pro- have a proxy of Isika. I don't. I got mine. Oh, did you finally get one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brian was using the art card of just the backside, <laughs> and I think like this is my commander, and we we're all like, I don't care. Sure, go to town. <laughs> but I mean, that's another case in point where where I didn't even say this is my commander. I asked every time I played people, "Do you mind if I use this? I don't own a Sika yet. I built the deck." Yeah, you. I guess you always said yet, um, which is fair, and that and that's probably the last acceptable one I have, which is uh, if you're just trying something out and you're like, I want to know if this card works, then just write, you know, a Chroma's Will on your... Uh, on your card, yeah. On, on a forest and put it in your deck and just let people know so that they're not like, what the hell are you casting? But Why are you casting a forest with words yeah. on it? If you're, if you're sitting there and you've proxied up, you know, a Gilded Drake and a Treachery, you know, you've, you've printed off a, a Gaius Cradle and a Palancron, <laughs> and you're just... Your whole deck is running these like extremely high powered, extremely expensive cards. That's not cool in my books. No, and so that's what I said. Uh, if you're doing it for power level, then no. And that's my problem is that most proxies, the reason someone's proxying, uh, because they can't is afford because the card, they want because it's too powerful. It, yes, and that's sort of my argument here is that it's kind of okay that some of these cards are super expensive because they're super expensive because they're super powerful. And I'm glad that they're not all around. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm personally... There are weird cards that, you know, Wheel of Fortune, maybe, but maybe we'll hit a status quo, but it's just because it was affordable, you know, three Ish. years ago. I have two. I bought collectively. They cost me $100. They're now, I think, collectively One was $1,000. One, they're, one's probably, like, mild play, and one's probably light play. Yeah, if I, I had think to guess. you mean moderate play and light play. But yeah, no, I don't. Neither I would say is damaged. They're both sleeve playable, is what I'm getting at. But I yeah, mean, there you, go. you know, for and I, at that price range, really, you're dickering over, you know, what your interpretation of moderate versus light is. Yeah, I don't really care. But the point is, is that there'll be cards like that that everyone will complain are staples and they're not too powerful and they used to be. Um, but I think as they sort of settle at a higher price, they'll be 
you know, you'll see less and less of them. I mean, personally, um, I think that the best proxy rule you, you might be able to have if you're, if you're all right with proxying like we are in a certain extent would be just no proxying reserve list cards. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm that's, hearing here. That's the point is that everyone, that's what they want to do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's just, it's just crazy because I said, all, all you end up doing is you just, you creep into that CDH territory. If you want to play CDH, go proxy instead yeah. of going to spend $10,000 on a deck, go, <laughs> go to town. Um, but if you're not playing CDH, then to reach the power level of most players, and I think you're right with the, you know, if, if a normal deck's like 300 bucks, you shouldn't be proxying a $500 card. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It, it's this realization that the reason the card is $500 is partially because it's rare, partially because yep. it's on the reserve list, and partially because it's far too good, because they would have reprinted versions of it if it wasn't. Now, the the reserve list is full of garbage cards too, you know. Yes. Uh, if you want to proxy Lord of Tressorhorn, go ahead. Uh, though I recently saw that uh, Tanifa is uh, creeping up in price, but I don't think that'll stick. I I also don't have too <laughs> too much of a problem with people. And this sounds weird, but like if you want to proxy a general, I right. kind of am all right with that. If you want to test the way your deck plays, test out a build for it. Test yes. out test out a, a new deck you might want to try. If you show up at like you know my place and you're like, hey man, I built this deck. I don't own, uh, you know, Rasputin, Soul Canara, the Swamp King yet. <laughs> sure. Well, okay, you pick like a dollar card. <laughs> but uh, not if you want the Legends version, man. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Are we peasants? Oh, yeah. What are you doing? What are you talking? You're like. Oops. So I have uh, I have the Victus Asmati, but not the uh, Legends the, one. The peasant version is proxy the <laughs> proxy the hundred dollar version. But, you know what I'm saying. You pull out a, uh, uh, you know, old school general, and you say, "I, I want to try this out." Yeah. You know, Hazes on Tamar, and, yes, uh, sure. and you He's... play it down. As long as you don't show up, you know, a month from now and play it again. Yeah. And just keep showing up, playing that proxy. If you're looking at, the, I mean, when I used to play sixty card, you would proxy the cards you needed until you got them. Oh yeah, for sure. You, know, you would you would you would goldfish and you would play with your buddies in your in your play group now, and sort of test out the meta and see which cards fit instead of going out and buying four copies of this one now card. Now this that brings up work. a good point that I probably would be fine if the only proxy in your deck was your commander. Because there's an argument that like Sliver Queen is kind of broken. Yeah. But if you own the whole deck besides Sliver Queen, <laughs> then maybe that's fine. If you want to play Hazon Tamar, who's like Five hundred dollars or but something. The, at this that point. same argument could apply with you owning the whole deck except Gaia's Cradle. Yeah, but the commander's different because it's thematically like when it, when a commander's five hundred dollars, like no one can play it. Yeah, you can. You can't play a Sliver Queen deck without Sliver Queen. You can play an Elf deck without Gaia's Cradle. True. So that's my argument: is that some of these super expensive generals, maybe it's okay just so someone can try it. Because maybe yeah. they super want to make, but then the difference is, you know, Rasputin is a little bit good. <laughs> Sliver <laughs> Queen is kind of really good, um, but maybe that's just talk to your meta. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is just our opinions. We're throwing around what we think, but yeah, but you know, I'm not too keen on any proxy that's creeping up into that CEDH level of power or money. Um, yeah. Again, if you want to proxy a card that you could just get, 
because you didn't get it or you, you didn't, you couldn't <laughs> find one in the city or whatever. Like I don't drive. So if I need to get a card, maybe I proxy it instead. Um, that's fine. As yeah. long as people know what you're doing. That's right? why I said like five, maybe $10 max. Yeah. If you proxy something less than that. I don't think I really care. If your whole deck is proxies, that's annoying just because they're hard to read. Yeah. Like if, if, if you just hand wrote your whole deck, uh, instants and sorceries, great. They're only out for a second. But like if all your creatures are like lands with markers on it, it's going to get confusing. So <laughs> like proxy a couple of them, try to get the well, I mean, or a lot of people do, do what I do. Getting like semi-professional proxies. Though. Yeah. Like I see a lot, a lot, a lot of alters, right? Or you do if uh, I talked about my, my Tanifa that I literally just printed off a piece of paper framed the same size and stuck that piece of paper on the back of the card. Uh, because as long as you don't look too closely, uh, it just looks like a card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was quite funny. You're a Tanawa. Did you see the thing I posted in our group chat? Asusa lost. I found that. On oh Twitter. yeah. Where someone quite just amusing. erased. Asusa Got rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> good. Twitter's yeah. very fun for stuff like that. Um, yeah. Proxying, proxying. I also think uh, artificially raises the power level of your play group. That's the problem is, so I said, uh, as long as you're proxying to not raise the power level of your deck, I'm okay with the proxy as long as it's only a couple because yeah. a lot of them is hard to read. But no, that almost never happens. Where Everyone who comes to you and says, I got this sweet proxy is going to follow it up with Gilded Drake, yeah. Gaia's Cradle, Tolarian Academy, Grim Monolith. Await its band. Yeah. <laughs> Grim Monolith. You know, yeah, all uh, of these, man, all of these mana uh, crypts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially CEDH level cards. Pretty much, yeah. Actually, and I don't know if Guys problem. Girls played in CEDH, is it? There's probably a version. There's probably a deck out there that plays it. I feel like Guys Cradle's only expensive because it's supposed to be expensive. Uh, yeah, I feel it's it's probably only expensive because it's monstrously good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's pretty it's pretty potent. I, there's a reason that Tolarian Academy having, is banned. It does stop them from having to ban it because they're not going to sit down and ban a thousand dollar card. <laughs> they're just going to be like, you know what? That should weed it out of most playgroups. I mean, they banned Jihad. Well, that was because it was, that was like five hundred dollars. I think it was less expensive before it got banned. <laughs> it might have been. I thought it was still four or five hundred bucks Canadian. You sold yours at the right time, is all I'm saying. I got, uh, I think, 600 for mine. Pretty good. Pretty good. I felt bad getting rid of it, but... Uh, you bought it for like 50 didn't you? I did get it for 50 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And then I spent forever trying to track down that other terrible enchantment that also got banned. Yes. That I never did find, thankfully, because then it would be worth nothing. Um, well, you could sell it, but you'd sell it to like people you wouldn't want to associate with yeah no the, the dark side of the internet uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to parlor to sell the card is all i'm saying yeah yeah i mean really what we're talking about here is it all comes down to checking with your play group um you know and trying all, not to proxy it's anything like a relationship it's all about communication yeah, yeah good. thanks dr phil <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't i be like a better don't say dr oz either he's also terrible sure thing tim robbins <laughs> uh all right should we uh should we talk about our homework we didn't do sure i actually did my homework i don't know about you but i actually did mine 
I think I have like two cards saved in my phone, and oh, okay. it's mostly uh, plagiarized from someone else telling me about this. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'll start then. Uh, so Evan last week gave me God Eternal Bantu. Yeah, the best God. The best God. Uh, I mean, to be fair. You didn't give me a good one either. Look, God Eternal Bantu is still better than uh, the other Bantu. The yeah. Bantu the Glorified or whatever his name is. <laughs> I have it in a deck, and its only point is to try to kill it, and it's hard <laughs> to kill, and it doesn't do anything. So God Eternal Bantu is a five-drop, five-six menace zombie god. He's one of the uh, the Amonkhet. Uh, Eternals like goes back to the top of your deck or third from the top. When he enters the battlefield, sacrifice any number of other permanents, then draw that many cards. When he dies or is put into exile, you may put him on top of its owner, put it into its owner's library, third from the top. Disappointed, it says other. He might be decent if you could play him and sack himself. Sack himself. So you challenged me to build a deck, the and the only you didn't give me any uh, any sort no. of stipulations. He did say you hope I didn't win with Gary. Uh, that sounds like something I would say. Yeah. So, so you're just going to win with Torment, huh? So I'm not going to win with either of those <laughs> cards. So the deck that I built for it, and I actually, this is the type of deck that I enjoy as well. I have a few of these decks. Is essentially just token production and aristocrats. Yeah. So I just, because he still dies, he's not the other one that's indestructible. I would just yes. play him, sack a bunch of tokens, watch all you people lose a bunch of life, and then sack him too. Yes, actually, uh, where I wanted to sack him and put him three from the top, you could stack the triggers, right? If you had, like, a Viscerous here. Yeah, you could scry you down. Could if you cast him, but yep. on his ETB, you could sack him, resolve his ETB, put him third from the top, and then resolve his ETB and draw him again, couldn't you? Uh, enters the battlefield, sack any number of other permanents, and draw that many cards. Yeah, I suppose you could, yeah, just cast him. Because then you exactly. put him through from the trap, and as long as you draw three cards, he's back in your hand. Yeah. So, and I mean, even if you don't do silly things like that, you just put him back to the commands on or wherever. If you have an Ash and its altar, that pays two for its cost. Like, there's ways to do this. Uh, yeah. So I would just build that. It would run like Edric Sire, my favorite breeding pit. Um, oh, you know, so good. Like, just, just thrall, thrall production, really. Uh, that Sengir Autocrat. Sengir Thanks. Autocrat. Uh, <laughs> Plague of Vermin. Fix three surf tokens, I think. I would run Ayara and Plague of Vermin. Yep. This would essentially oh, yeah, just yeah. be an Ayara deck. Sure, but just led with an idiot. With him as the terrible commander. <laughs> yeah. You could just demonic tutor out your proper commander. Yeah, and then and then you know it would run all of the black aristocrats. I think there's five in mono black now, which is enough. Gotta get um, that enchantment. The well, yeah, Bastion for sure. Um reflection. Yeah, the rebuilding would be the tough part. But I guess that's what Aristocrat suffers with all the time. Yeah, the 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 fact that I'm relying on tokens is the same. It's the same threat that my my uh, Elish Norn deck suffers is that if you wipe out my token production, I really don't have anything but a big fat general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can kill Elspeth. Yes, if you can kill then, both Elspeths. <laughs> then, then, then you got nothing. <laughs> and, and my Emiria Shepherd, and my Emiria, and my Rhea Dom. Well, yes, that's the. There's a That's bit of recursion. There's a bit of recursion. Uh, but yeah, so that would be my build is would be essentially token production, the five or six, uh, I think there's five aristocrats, a Yara, things like that. Like just sort of just pushing tokens, black tokens onto you guys with rats and zombies and, and, and thralls. And uh, Tevish that. Thrall well, I mean, when is he not useful in a deck? 
he's like i got him in a deck and i thought like oh irritating the the alt and it's really fun because you almost never alt them, but the threat makes life interesting. <laughs> people people have to push. Once he gets to eight, everyone at the table starts to sweat, right? Like, yeah. there, there's so little you can do once he goes off. Yeah. Right? He just – and he brings himself back. Like, it's the dumbest thing it, ever. It, well, if he's your commander. <laughs> if he's your commander, and he's always my commander. But uh, – <laughs> in, my, in my deck with him and Sengir, he's probably worse than Sengir. Even though Sengir will one shot you yeah. very quickly, uh, yeah. he is the worst one to face because. Well, what I mean is that he's actually like a fairly balanced card, despite being very strong. If you have any flyers, you kill him. But if you don't have yeah. flyers, you got to try to f- push through with ground pounders, and he's creating two blockers plus whatever else you're doing every turn. He's really good. We're a little yeah. bit off topic, but he would totally be in that deck. <laughs> yes, um, you could sack Bontu with him. You could you and could draw three you could sack Bonto <laughs> and draw three cards. That's a very good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are those are that's how I would build it. I'd run you know the standard suit of removal, the standard artifact rocks, and then just token production. Sounds good. All yeah. right. Well, mine I had to make uh, Redan, God of the Worthy. You're welcome. Or Valkamir Protector's Shield. And so. Uh, the, the god side is uh, two and a white for a 2-3 flying vigilance, which is actually fairly decent stats. Snowlands, your opponent's control into the battlefield tapped. It's kind of just screw over your friend playing Snowlands, so it's probably <laughs> a feel bad, and you sh- it's probably not a good idea to have that as your general because they'll just switch their deck the moment they see your commander. <laughs> uh, and then the important part is non-creature spells your opponent's cast with converted mana cost four or greater cost two more to cast. Um, and I tried to look at this one and I, I wanted to try it, but all it would turn into is like, uh, like grand arbiter. Um, you could just play other things to increase non-creature spells, uh, just be irritating. I really couldn't figure out how you win with it. You just play stacks. And I feel Mm -hmm. like if you're playing mono white stacks, everyone's just going to hate you out of the game pretty quickly. True. Um, so I decided to look at uh, the Valkyrie Protector Shield, which is three and a white. It's a legendary artifact. If a source and opponent controls would deal damage to you or a permanent you control, prevent one of that damage. Whenever you or another permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability and opponent controls, counter that spell or ability unless its controller pays one. Um, and so I think the proper way is to play stacks with this one. Uh, and as I will steal credit, I told the guy who messaged me, and I said, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to steal this. Uh, you play all the cards that allow you to tutor up humility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you try to win on like alternate win cons that are like life, like a uh, test of endurance. Was it uh, someone that we know? the second son. Yeah, it was, it yeah, was uh, someone, <laughs> someone who might have uh, argued in favor of vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course it was. And so it, humility, humility is, is literally that, his solve for everything. Uh, humility is like, a character. Humility. When we're talking about proxying, you probably proxy because it's probably a good $100 to get. Um, but uh, humility for anyone who doesn't know, besides being the ultimate, like the card that seems like it makes sense and then like breaks every rule possible and makes no sense <laughs> uh, all creatures lose all abilities and are one ones so when you combine it with this uh artifact uh all your creatures you just prevent damage because they're all one ones with no abilities so when, you prevent, when you prevent one damage they just can't hurt you anymore <laughs> um 
So you just tutor those up, and then I would play things like uh, Elish Norn and um, whatever the ascended Crovax. Elish, Elish Norn wouldn't work with humility. Oh right, no, no, but you could use that if you couldn't get humility. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because they need minus the creatures, and there's only like two white cards that make them go down. Because if you could make the creature smaller, then uh, you could prevent more of this damage. Uh, but I think ultimately you just play a stall deck and you try to win with uh, a Test of Endurance. If you don't have Humility out, Felidar Sovereign, uh, an Approach of the Second Sun. Um, just alternate just, win con it. Just alternate win con, stall forever. Um, play lots of removal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would play a Mana Tithe because it says whenever you are another permanent you control, becomes a target of spell or ability counter unless they pay one. And so Mana Tithe would make it two and it would really throw people off. <laughs> True. Actually, it would attempt to counter it twice, I believe. Yes, but they'd have to pay one and then they'd have to pay one again. Yeah. But they would hold up one for this artifact, but they probably wouldn't hold up a second one because they wouldn't expect the Mana Tithe. True. Um, so I think that's how you play this deck. I don't know if it would be fun because everyone would probably hate you. If there's one thing um, we've learned about humility in the times I've played against <laughs> it is that it's never fun. But I think this brings up, like, uh, we talked about this with, like, Boros, that one of the things Boros is good at is land destruction, and no one likes that. Yes. And one of the things White is good at is stacks and alternate win cons, and no one likes that. And because no one likes those, Boros is bad, and Mono White is bad. Because I think you're supposed to play it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, Boros is, you know, it loses an integral part of its uh, its its playset if you don't run land destruction. Yeah, and if you can't white, play Smothering I mean, Tithe and Yakel Hops, then Boros I don't know is if, bad. I agree. <laughs> like, white, uh, I would say Azorius is more like, white does have stacks pieces, but combined with blue is where you get the real yes, meat and potatoes. Yes, deal with everything. But, um, uh, and they have a lot of, like, stacksy pieces in there, like, you know, even outside of, like, Stasis. Uh, Stasis and Brago and, and uh, or not Brago, and Grand Arbiter and stuff like that. Even outside of that, they have a lot of other pieces, you know, de Detention Sphere, things like that. Um, but yeah, you could play a huge stack deck on that and just stacks yeah. people out. Yeah, so I think that's the way you do it. Um, I mean, Rydeen like, could also oh, go like, and like. Don't even play like creatures more than like the three I listed because that's not <laughs> just how you're going to win. <laughs> three or four creature deck and then just alternate wing cons and white removal. And yeah, white removal and prevention and uh, and tutors to try to get the like couple cards you need. Well, you'll need you need to run the you know the burner's chart, this uh, this simulacrum. So, so, sure. Uh, Knight of White Orchid, core cartographer, that new dwarf, uh, weathered wayfarer, the peasant, the peasant, the weathered wayfarer. Uh, what is the dwarf peasant's name? The new one. I have no idea. There's a the the keeper of the accord. Keeper the accord, yeah. Oh, stoic farmer. I don't know that one. What's that card? When it enters, it's a three-three for four. It came in the last commander set, I believe. It's foretell. When it enters the battlefield, search your library for a basic planes card. Reveal it. If an opponent controls more lands than you, put it on the battlefield tapped. Otherwise, put it into your hand. Wow, I never saw that card. He's a dwarf peasant. That's pretty good. It's pretty solid. I wonder how many peasants there are in MTG. I just assumed all the peasants got retconned to be <laughs> humans. <laughs> well, they're human peasants, but uh, let's see here. Peasants and MTG. Hey, continue with what you're saying about your deck while I look this up. No, I think, uh, I think that's <laughs> it. Like, uh, oh, okay. I think, um, I think that's how you play it, uh, and that's probably why on a certain website I was on, there's only seven decks for it. 
<laughs> no one is building it. Well, I mean, she's a weird, uh, it, and I can imagine that the other side is is the one that everyone plays, like the angel side to stop those high drop spells, right? Yeah, but see, what my annoyance was my annoyance was once I realized that like it didn't stop a lot of ramp cards, and it yes. didn't stop a lot of removal because they're all less than four. That I was like, hey, I don't know if this is any good because like. If Swords to Plowshare cost three, that would be amazing to screw people over. If Counterspells only cost four, Rewind yeah. was, I guess Rewind would be six. But um, like all those cards, that would be way better. But since it's capped at four, it hits, you know, the bigger stuff, but it's less annoying. So it looks like there's only like four or five peasants in Magic right now, which is very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Peasant tribal. Make it happen. Five, six. Uh, it doesn't look like there's enough to build a deck. Morpheron naming peasants. <laughs> <laughs> People would be confused. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the that would be a fun way to build it, I guess. Humility would be would be the uh, way you, to win. You guess it's the way to build it. I didn't say it would be fun. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could run uh, you could run Urza's armor in there too to double down on her effect, right? Yeah. That way you don't uh, force field. You could, you could you proxy could up a force, force field. field. Yeah, of course. Force field. That's have your... <laughs> top proxy. Force field. Uh, it's only like $800 or whatever right now. Yeah, see? This is the point. If you're just listening, we're like, wow, that'd be a really crappy move. I agree. Don't proxy it. Yeah. yeah. Go force... buy it like a regular person. Would. Force. I've only ever seen one force field in my life. I've only ever seen one, and it was last week when we were playing together. Yes. A yes. certain someone played it, and I was he... like, oh. I've He's never a, seen this card. I've seen him play it a few times, but yes, it's. Uh, I was looking for it for a while, and I texted him about it, and I was like, "Hey, man, how much was that?" He's like, eight hundred dollars." I was like, "Skip that shit." <laughs> you can get the collector's edition for three hundred, but apart from that, is a it's eight hundred. Don't you have to Canadian. like trim the corners off of it? Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, it's terrible. And then it's worth more or less than three hundred dollars once you cut the corners so they're not square. <laughs> I am assuming it's worth less. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment you can't get any on the website we usually frequent oh there's uh, no you can't get you can't buy cards anymore we just luck out that we have you know a couple of local stores that still have a stock that's true that is true but like online is like impossible to order cards though i will say um i didn't check this i checked it like a week ago uh dong Zhao, um who should be expensive. Uh, Star City Games has them for like $10 in Japanese, and I don't know why. I thought it was a mistake about a month ago. Um, <laughs> but I recently looked, and it appeared to still be $10 Japanese, even though oh, like the not... regular card is like $80. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was online pricing up some stuff today, and it was very tempting to just cash out. <laughs> I was like, these are worth a lot of money, like, like yeah, an exceptional yeah. amount of money. Every now and then I look at my foils, and I just say, I should just cash these out for regulars and make the difference. I have like no foils because first of all, we could have a whole podcast about are foils worth anything anymore because the foils are terrible. Uh, they're all pringly. Um, and uh, so I, I don't keep a lot of foils, but I've mentioned to you that I have two wheel of fortunes and it's starting to get stupid. Like, do I need the second one? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, I mean, you, 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 Ever since I got rid of my duels, you definitely have the higher priced card. Yeah, and when we uh, did, uh, like, we priced out our decks, uh, I'm pretty sure the deck with Wheel of Fortune is now my most expensive deck. 
Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm actually pretty sure that Elish Norn is my most expensive deck just for having Elish Norn as the general. Yeah, because when I priced out my deck that was like a thousand, I think the most expensive card was about a hundred bucks. Yeah, and it's a reserve list. It's now even higher. Um, Yamamaya Hollows was the most expensive. Card. I think it's up but to like, like one sixty now or something like that, isn't yeah. it? But that's still like a third of a one wheel of fortune. So yeah, yeah. What's Elish Norn? Was up to four hundred on Star City when I looked at her four forty nine. Yeah, because you have the uh, the Phyrexian one. one. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like why, why? I mean, I love it. I'm never gonna get rid of it. It's beautiful, but it's like magic. Why do you have to be so dumb? I know. I'm I'm wondering if when this is all over, will it just crash? Like Magic will game had stores, its most, will game its stores most... be like, I'm not paying for that. I will give you half of that. And people will be like, oh, I guess well, so. <laughs> I'm actually wondering when it's going to hit a point where you're only – like I think it's going to further divide the haves and the have-nots. So small game stores won't be able to stock high-end product. True. Because they can't, they can't afford to sit on it. If I, if I come in even with my collection and I walk into our local gaming store, like, you know – all those cards that I have in there have just skyrocketed compared to some of the people we know who could walk in there and buy a house, you know, like, yeah, like it's, it's a ridiculous thing to think about. And I think that as COVID goes further along and as we can't play face to face and as commander becomes more popular. And so all these weird cards keep going up in price. Uh, it's just going to separate people into haves and have nots. There'll be the proxies and the non proxies. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the stores themselves won't be able to keep product like, little mom and pop version or you know some dude just opened up with a grant or something like that well he can't stock the product that'll bring people in well that's why standards gonna be important i guess yeah, standards only important if you can actually play face to face yeah does keldheim have any value now that no one can really play <laughs> yeah like i mean just the commander parts like i yeah. think for the last year the only thing literally the only thing driving the market is commander yeah because like legitimately 100 percent because if you want to build a standard deck, it should be pretty cheap because like you're going to play it with like four friends. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, I think that as this keeps going, like if another year floats by or six or seven months in the U S and Canada of, of no face to face, you're just going to see that price continue to rise on these cards Boom. and, and a separation Boom. really come down to like, like I said, stores that are sort of functioning versus, you know, big name or big money stores. But what I'm thinking is at the end of all this, uh, Whatever the price is up, no one's going to buy it for that price, and the price is just going to tank. Well, some people will eventually. People will like invest and then be looking to sell, and then discover that there's nobody buying a guy's cradle for three thousand dollars, wherever it's at. Well, no, but I mean, at that point, like if you <laughs> bought your guy's cradle before this giant boom, then you're selling it whenever you want for whatever profit you can get, right? Like, sure. even if you walk into a local store, if you had gotten it for two hundred and fifty bucks, like two years ago or whatever. And and, and this is to the put, local store is uh, like, I'm not giving you 1200 I'll give you 9 It's like, well, all right, I'll take 9 This is to put, uh, put everyone on notice. Uh, Biden, if he gets his <laughs> wish and everyone gets their $1,400 stimulus checks, the mm -hmm. reserve list is going to spike because that's what happened last time. <laughs> <laughs> stimulus check killed the reserve list. I love it. It uh, did. Uh, um, so, but, uh, so look for it when it happens. The reserve list will, uh, will skyrocket again. Like our local store. I remember are stupid. a conversation with him about high-end cards and, you know he was in a place where he was like i can afford to sit on him yeah you know he bought a collection of like what was it those those dual lands or whatever it's like he bought like you know 40 dual lands it's like he doesn't care how long that takes to move no you know but like could could some other store in halifax afford to do that a doubtful you know yeah 
a store that doesn't actually have a black lotus in there. Yeah, or or like does doesn't have <laughs> the liquidation. Place of glass. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the liquidation to sit around there and wait for twenty thousand dollars worth of investment to come through. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what you're going to start seeing more and more and more with, especially as the older cards. Like we've already seen a creep into Ice Age. We've already seen a creep into Re- Revised. It's just like creeping into everything. Age, yeah, well, it's slowly pushing forward as time moves on, right? Like, I mean, well, it's also because the other cards are impossible to find, so you might as well go to the next set of cards. But it's it that didn't happen for years. Seventh edition foils. Do you think they'll skyrocket? They already are. <laughs> I mean, they've been stupidly high, but I don't know if collectors have realized that they could push it even higher. They could. And they will eventually. Some, some. Sorry, uh, uh, I meant influencers, not collectors. Influencers and content creators, <laughs> Evan. Influencers and content creators. Uh, I think they will. I think. Uh, I think there's a certain core set of individuals who are very popular who drive markets, and you would be hard pressed to argue otherwise, uh, since you can essentially draw timelines from when they mention certain things to prices <laughs> going through the roof. And always remember to hold the line. Hold the line, guys. <laughs> hold the line. Um, I hope that starts being in, used in magic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell your cradles, guys. Hold the line. Hashtag uh, hold it. Uh, should we do random commander? Yeah, let's do some random. I think I can call it up on my uh, phone here. All right. If not, I have it open here. I'm just trying to figure out what the random button looks like. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh. Darn. All right. Well, I got one we haven't gotten. Okay. It was the wrong one. I got uh, uh, Borgamus. I don't know how to pronounce his name. The Gruel uh, Cyclops. The one that throws land at people? No. See, I didn't get enraged. I got the original one from uh, like Eight Crash or something. Three red, red, uh, green, green. Yeah. Trample six, seven, legendary Cyclops. Whenever it, whatever you pronounce his name, deals combat damage to a player, put a 1 1 counter on each creature you control. Well, that's actually kind of fun. That's kind I never of really funny. looked at this one. Yeah. <laughs> if you gave him first strike, that would be kind of fun. You just swung with everything else. Oh yeah, you give it death touch or or as death well. touch and first strike. Like I mean, you Both could give Nylea, and then you're just like gear him up with like a like a first strike equipment, and then just like I dealt damage to you, and now all of my other creatures are getting plus one. Oh right, because first strike would be like uh, the black. Is it Drana that uh, does that, where it yes. hits and then everything gets a boost? Yeah. Yeah, if you, I was just thinking so you could get through, but Trample probably does it. Um, this would be like if you took your Grum Gully Duck and you decided to put one-one counters on a different way. So it, immediately, Gruul in my book immediately just jumps to the fun side of the game because there are very few Gruul generals that I would argue are overpowering. There's just Omnath. That's like the only one. All Omnath, the rest are like... And like Xenagos, I guess, if built properly. True, yeah. But but for the most part, Gruul is a super fun color combo it's it's a good odd because starting place for people it's a good starting place and it, it's it's odd that i say that because green is such a bitch color that like it's hard to justify. <laughs> yeah it, it's simply so pushed but like you look at the list of like gruel generals but, and there's none apart from omnath that i would care that would drop where i wouldn't be happy to watch do you know them. why mono green is better than gruel because red brings it down. It does. No, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And plus, it's it's so, for the first little bit of Gruul's existence as a commander set anyway, like as commanders, it was so geared towards just hard aggression, like nothing but aggression. There was nothing else yeah. in uh, commander, you know, the commander era. 
of uh, of gruel except just straight. I'm gonna shove creatures down your throat, which I love. Yeah, it's the fun. I don't have a gruel deck, and I keep waiting for them to make a gruel commander that like gets me back to it because I keep wanting to build one and then just not settling on one because I had Xanagos. I've had a Tarka, the World Render. That one's pretty good. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, what else did I build? I built. I built. Uh, oh, I built. Uh, it's not even listed here. They don't even have it as a combo. Uh, <laughs> Roblox and uh, and Croson. Uh, no, uh, so since since partners came out, it's been too hard to list everything. So the site we use uh, only lists if they're like a certain percentage, or they only list a certain well, number. Well, they list down to the this deck has the Celestian Falconer, who was one of our who was one of our randoms one yeah. time. Yeah, he has six decks listed, so he has more oh, decks it maybe. seems than Rograk and uh, and uh, and uh, Croson Boy there, uh, Kamal. Yeah, I find that like- hurtful. I find that hurtful. It does seem strange. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, for this guy, yeah, um, you just swing at things. You put 1-1 counters on your creatures. You make them bigger. You probably go for the gr- most gruel thing ever, which is uh, extra combat steps, get more counters, and just swing as hard as possible all the time at people. Oh, 100%. Um, there's got to be some cards that are like better uh, when you have uh, more counters on them or something, but uh, you know, I, I scrolled down on this page and there was like Gruel War Chant. You're attacking creatures with plus one, plus zero, and Menace. That seems really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Trample and Menace, really irritating. It's all just like it's all just like let's buff everything up and get it through. It's it's just a yeah. straight beat deck. All this wants to do is just beat you to death. Yeah, and its biggest problem is he's a seven drop, but uh, that's not a problem in green. Yeah, uh, I think you could have a lot of fun with this deck. Me too. I, I for um, fun, I'm gonna slap this one down with our. Uh, I'm gonna lock this in at three. You're gonna say three? I was gonna say two and a half because I wasn't sure what the funnest you could have is. But um, this is like this is all like I'm gonna say, deck. Evan, is that you can run fling in this deck. That's all I'm gonna say. It's true. This is uh, you go back to being 12 years old and you just want to be a Timmy. Yeah, uh, you this just will tap. be the most most fun deck because there's nothing complicated about it. Quote. What? Timmy. <laughs> Joe, it's funny. It's hard for me to list any of the other ones besides that. <laughs> it's like, I uh, have to think. Um, politics. Uh, your only politics is who you kill first. Yeah, no. Uh, Rule is not a political uh, political deck. You're no. at the beck and whim of someone or they're at the beck and whim of you. It's, it's again... This guy encompasses everything that makes Gruel great, which is just, I'm going to continue to turn this guy sideways. Yeah, so like a one for politics. And hate, uh, you're at like a one. Maybe one and a half, maybe. Because you're at a seven drop uh, of not even, everyone will be like, you're not playing Xenagos. Um, like but, I've never even seen some no, of these cards listed as high synergy cards. Like I know. Thunder Shaman, I've never seen a Sunder Shaman in my life. No, I was looking at uh, Rubble Belt Raiders. When it attacks, you put a 1-1 counter and each oh, attack. Oh, I own one control. of those. They're great. That card seems awesome, but I've yeah. never seen it before. It's because Gruul is like completely unplayed. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I That's think good. that this guy was a great uh, random, like just a perfect random. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, there is no real politics in Gruul. Just uh, am I in a position to bully you, essentially? Uh, Pretty much. You know? Are you more of a threat? Because if so, I'm turning my board sideways against you. 
Yes, uh, it, that's actually the hard part. Is you should you need to take out the control players first. Uh, what tends to happen when you have two sort of aggro decks is they aggro into each other, yeah. Because they realize that the other one's an aggro deck and can attack them, and then the control player just sits back and waits until so one of them off. dies, and then just utterly controls out the the surviving aggro player with all the sweet stuff they've drawn. Yeah, it happens uh, every time. It's a it's just bad playing. Let's see who I get. Lizalda the Blood Witch. We got two old school generals. Wasn't yours from like Gatecrash or something? Yeah. Mine is from uh, Dissension. So she is a three drop human cleric, 3 1 Rakdos general. Uh, Tap two, sacrifice a creature. Lizalda the Blood Witch deals two damage to target creature or player if the sacrifice creature is red and draw a card if the sacrifice creature is black. Yeah, this is a weird one. She, and I mean, First off, Dissension was well before Commander. So she was just like a legendary creature. Yeah. Um, she's Good dies to gutshot. She's, she's one of the list of died to gutshot commanders. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's made that list, which we never actually covered, which we should. Um, no, I think just we'll break it up whenever it's yeah, yeah, that's true. But I would prefer to like systematically break down gut, dies to gutshot generals someday. <laughs> so she dies to gutshot. Uh, she... She has this sack outlet, which is pretty cool because you don't need colors. It also doesn't tap her. Yeah. Uh, just two sack creature, two damage to a creature player. If it was red, draw a card. So if you sack a Rakdos creature, you're, you're doing I both. think that's the key. It is the key, but unfortunately, I don't know too many cards that create tokens that are multicolored. Um, no, Boros, Devilborn, or whatever, I think only makes red ones. I think, yeah, most of them are just red or black. But, I mean, she's definitely... Uh, 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 an aristocrat general. Yes. You're yes. sacking, you're dealing the damage, you're dealing damage to everyone else. You know, she's building an engine where she can just keep killing creatures over and over again, recurring them. She's a rec- yeah, I feel like two damage isn't that good, though. So it's you not. need, like, other things. The draw card is probably the best thing. Again, um, uh, I think that, like, she, again, she was before Commander was even a thought process. I mean, Dissension was, like, what, late 90s, early 2000s? I don't know. I didn't play that. Dissension MTG was like very early nineteen. It's two thousand six, so I guess I was off by quite a bit. But uh, still, that's seven years before I think Commander even hit as a as a. It as was a, probably about the time that Commander was being invented in Alaska. Yeah, like, <laughs> no one was playing it. <laughs> uh, it introduced in twenty eleven, so it was it was five years before it was even like Elder Dragon Highlander. Um, you know, like as a as a commonly known thing. Yeah. So I mean, you know, she was she was they didn't have it on the radar. They didn't know that this was going to be a thing. She was just like a low drop uh Rakdos general. I think yeah. she was like second in command to or third in command to like Rakdos in the in the in like the actual story, I think. Yeah, that makes Not 100% sense. 100% certain of her role, but she had like something to do with the whole whole circus pain or whatever. Um whatever yeah. they called it. But yeah, so she I mean, for fun you could probably have a bit of fun with her. Any any Rakdos general really pushes the limits of fun, I think, because you're. Oh, it, it's a pretty terrible color Karabek. combo. Yeah, Karabek, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's pretty oppressive. I mean, Karabek is oppressive, but it's also pretty fun when you're running Karabek. Uh, any creature with Encore is good in this deck? Yeah, anything that can recur itself. Uh, anything so like, with... Uh, or like Filth or like... Uh, uh, 
also you know, things that you thing? want in your graveyard undying and uh the other side of it yeah uh unearth no that's no well, undying sort of. and persist persist yes so anything with those like i mean the murderous red cap uh what's the black one that uh that Micaeus really good in this deck yeah uh, also fire emancipation super hilarious when you're throwing six damage at people instead of two sure a little bit better good. uh <laughs> You know, any of those effects are pretty cool. It is a red source, so you can certainly uh, doubles red source. Another thing that would be good with this is just sort of an outsider one is uh, like the cards that like the red cards, like um, Molten Primordial. Yes. Uh, yep. Or like uh, the, the Treachery or whatever, not Treachery, but what's the. Any thieving. Whatever the effect. red thieving steal it till end of turn is, because yeah. you can steal a creature attack with it and then sack it. And if it's red or black, you get a benefit. Yeah, but you could just sack. It. You could just sack it. You could steal that uh, that big uh, that big creature you don't like and just sack it because who cares if it's red or black if it's trying to kill you? Yeah, and that that would probably be a good removal thing is to play all those red cards and then just. Well, it certainly oops. gets around anything indestructible if you can steal it and then sack it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, she she's got her uses. Dying to gutshot kind of sucks. Yeah, 3-1 um, is a rough combination. 3-1 is a really rough general. Um, like, 1-3? Literally better. Pyroblast kills her every single time. Pyroclasm just wipes her yeah. out. Uh, I, for fun, I'm going to put her at a 2.5. I think she'd be quite fun. I'd, I do I'd have a soft go. spot for Rakdos. Yeah. Um, politics? No. 1. She's not very political. <laughs> I mean, you can deal damage, and if you play the sacrifice route, you can have a little bit more sort of sway on the table, but uh, not a ton. Not a ton, no. And then, uh, and then for for hatred, I'm going to put this one very near the bottom. Uh, <laughs> You're going to see that one toughness and be like, "What?" This care. is an immediately dismissed commander <laughs> and, at most tables. And I the feel. fact that it's not just sack a creature, but it's two sack a creature, no one's paying attention. Like, to this commander. if you had your Borobigmos deck against my Lazolda deck, <laughs> uh, and there was yeah. a third and fourth person at the table, they're not going to care about what I'm doing till it becomes not, not at all. No, if you drop a grave pack or something, that might change some minds. But like. For the most part, you're you're pretty safe to play anything moderately decent, uh, and not be focused. Yeah, she's a she's a pretty terrible general. <laughs> she is, but uh, this is my argument: is usually that if you play a terrible commander, you can usually do the thing you're trying to do. Yeah, or get close. If you're playing like a super strong one, you're gonna expect a lot of pushback. Yes, that's why Karavik is is even though he's such a powerful commander, he's not very good in Rakdos because. Everyone just, just kills you before you get to out. seven. It's just immediately killed. Like when you look at Rakdos, a lot of the top generals are like three drops. You know, like the mo because once you start getting into those higher end generals, people are just like, I'm just going to kill you because you can't beat me fast enough. Yeah. You know, like no one, and, and then the rest of them all suck. Like those, some of these, <laughs> some of these, man, looking at some of these Rakdos generals are just terrible. Malfagor, come on, bud. Oh yeah, someone that we need to challenge each other to make a Malfagor deck. Oh, Jesus, that is just wretched. Uh, yeah. And some of the other Axelrod Gunnarsson. Come on, I do want to see someone build an Axelrod Gunnarsson deck. I have that card. I have it somewhere. You should build uh, it. Should definitely. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's amazing. <laughs> He's an an eight drop. 
he is an eight drop Rakdos five five trample. Whenever a creature is damaged by Axelrod Gunnarsson and put into a graveyard, you gain one life, and Axelrod deals one damage to target player. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow. it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, what what type of creature is he? He's a giant. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, whenever a creature dealt damage by Axelrod Gunnarsson, this turn dies. So. Uh, you don't have to kill him with Axelrod, though. True. I guess so. He needs to, so, need to like Chandra's Ignition. Chandra no, Ignition, which should Chandra's kill everything Ignition anyway. Does, it does the damage, not the creature, does it? No, the creature does the damage. Okay, well then that's maybe the key to it. But look, and the we're, other thing we're is, on a random, random commander. <laughs> yeah, we are. But whenever a creature dealt damage, that's your own. So Chandra's Ignition... And then it's you gain one life, and he deals one damage to target player or planeswalker. Now, oh, we can pick a planeswalker. That's yeah. way better, actually. Yeah. So I mean, you could do some some shiny things with this guy, but uh, but overall, though, an eight drop general in non green is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is the end of episode uh, sixty. We didn't even say what episode we were on. Sixty. No, we got off track. Jesus, we got right off track, right out the gate. My God, we're on episode sixty three. Thanks for listening to episode sixty three, guys. Yeah. And girls. And, and others. everyone else. And the, all of Don't say others. Them. How do I you say still, that? Is the, still learning. How do you say guys, girls, and what? What's the other uh, one? I don't know. I feel like you just don't start with... Why don't you just say people? Because I said guys immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so I needed a way to, to work into the rest of... The uh, rest dudes? Of people keep trying to make dudes general. Dudes? I'm good with dudes. That, what about bruh with like a UH? That feels like it's a it's pretty much generous. Sure, yeah, yeah. You can just yeah. be like, tell you bruhs out there. All right, bruh. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, have yourself a great evening. And we'll see you in two weeks. We'll see you in, a, yeah, two weeks. A fortnight. A fortnight. There we go. Oh, terrible game. A little right. plug. <laughs> Peace. Yeah.